Andrea Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you'd give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another special mashup episode of T4C. These episodes are pulled together to celebrate our fifth anniversary. I have had the pleasure to interview some really accomplished 20-somethings over the last five years. And I thought that you would enjoy hearing from young professionals who graduated not that long ago about what advice they'd give themselves if they could go back to college and do it all over again, but based on the wisdom that they have now. You might be surprised what some of them had to say. So grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guests include, in order of their appearance, Mitch Perguson, the founder of Stitched by Mitch, a custom suit company that designs and creates custom suits of high quality and innovative designs. Rachel Sider was a policy and advocacy advisor for the Norwegian Refugee Council. Today, she works at Interpeace as the head of its executive office. Sam Levin is the business development team lead for the East Coast at Bucket Listers. It's a company dedicated to making it easier to travel and book beautiful experiences all around the world. Ronen Schechter is a full-time freelancer and entrepreneur in the film, commercial, and television industries. He is the general manager of his own company, Go For Row Grip and Lighting, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Ronnie Gianni is the vice president of multifamily lending at Lumet, and today he is also the founder of his own company, Gianni Ventures. Sanam Rostigar was a senior associate at McClarty Associates. She has since held the position of Deputy State Finance Director for Biden for President in the last election, and today she is a member of the Board of Directors for the Yale Club of Washington, D.C. Serena Tsang was the university relations recruiter for Cox Communications. Today, she is the talent attraction and engagement specialist at Core and Maine. It's a company working to create thriving communities through safe and sustainable infrastructure. Timothy Visos Eli is a co-founder and chief product officer at Stride Tech Medical, a startup medical equipment company. And finally, Tyronda Gibson was the sustainable communities pilot manager at Fannie Mae. Today, she is the executive director of Community Reinvestment Strategy 
at J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. If you could go back and do it all over again, but based on the wisdom you have now, what advice would you give yourself? I would say to start failing earlier and to not want to blend in earlier. I'd say I delayed my development for about two to three years because I didn't do what I wanted to do. I did what I thought would be a good idea based on maybe what my family wanted me to do and what my friends wanted me to do. And I remember I came to a very pivotal decision my junior year and I got offered a chance to play on the basketball team. I talked to about nine or 10 different people. They said to me, I don't think you should do it. I think you should stay involved with the fraternity, work on your professional development, really just focus on enjoying college and getting grades and focusing on what's after. Because if you don't plan on being a coach, why are you going to play basketball? And I thought about what they said. The more I thought about it, I was like, that'd be the normal thing. It's a very normal way of thinking. I listened to a couple podcasts that were very challenging in the sense of being different. It was perfect timing. And I just remembered thinking to myself, it's about time that my life has been pretty normal up to this point. If I want to change, I have to make decisions that are not normal. In addition to that, I should not listen to people specifically in terms that have not done what I could do or what I'm about to do in terms of playing basketball, I shouldn't take advice from people who have not had the experience I'm inquiring about or that are not where I want to be in the future. And so when everyone told me no, I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play basketball and it's not going to be easy. And it wasn't, but I know that it's going to be one of the better decisions and better memories that I will ever have in my life, whether it's either hard or easy. It was very hard at first. I didn't touch a ball the first six weeks of practice. I was only defense. I had to get in great shape and I couldn't be late. And, you know, I was basically the Rudy of the team, if you will. And that actually became my nickname is Rudy. The, the relationships and how close I am to my coaches and my teammates now, you know, after going through a lot, that was a pivotal decision of my life to change. I'd say up until this point, that's been the most significant decision that I've ever had. So it's trust your gut. 100%. Trust your gut and think about what pivotal decisions, how you make them and when you make them, what kind of impact will they have not immediately, but five to seven years down the road. And I feel like if I had taken more creative classes earlier on instead of finance classes, which I do not care about, I would probably be even better at what I did now. But also at the same time, it also made me hungrier later on. So yeah, I'd say the advice once again would be go after what you think is yours and really own it. Don't put one foot in and one foot out. Go after it. And if you fail, go after it again. If you really, really like something and if you really want to be happy, the only way to figure it out is to try. I would say... I wouldn't do too much differently, to be honest. One thing I've always said is I should have studied geography. So for those of you that are still trying to figure out your major, don't underestimate geography because it's actually a really fascinating interdisciplinary topic that allows you to look at issues like human movement and displacement and their relationship with the land and with other actors that might be involved in triggering their movement and their mobility. So that was one thing I wish I'd studied differently, or at least taken a couple more geography courses. But on the career side, 
you know, I think looking back, the trajectory that I had was pretty solid. I think as we talked about earlier in the episode, I didn't always notice the glaring signposts that were marking my way. And if I picked up on those or I read into those a little bit more clearly, I may not have had to scramble towards the end of senior year and when I graduated without a job. And I could have maybe spent more of my senior year narrowing things down and cultivating relationships that would have translated to a job sooner. That being said, I think the other thing I would do differently is agree on your own timeline. So I was surrounded by peers that were accepting jobs in the fall of senior year, and then they kind of rode out the rest of senior year you know, on a high. I felt really pressured that I was behind, that I wasn't good enough, that I missed the boat. But what I had to accept is, look, I'm choosing a very different sector and a very different path. And there is no recruiting timeline for this type of work. Things are always opening up and they're always closing and contracts can be short or long and you have no idea what is going to happen. So you really need to define your own timeline and try to work with that unpredictability as much as you can while recognizing that you're not going to have the same experience as peers that are, you know, going to work in the education sector or in finance and banking or in any other space, really, especially on the domestic side of things. If you're heading out to the field, it's a totally lawless experience. The first thing in my mind is don't change anything. I always liked my mindset and we'll talk about transferable skills over and over and over again. A lot of what I learned in college was social skills that I use on the daily now, now that I'm connected with venues and partners. And I'm using that constantly. It's not just about the deal structure. It's actually about the nurturing of relationships. I learned that in college. I would have loved to utilize my resources more in college. A lot of it was kind of free-flowing and fun. But there was a lot of on-campus opportunities, communities I could have joined that I didn't necessarily join because I didn't feel like I had the time for it. I did have the time for it. I was just prioritizing other things. I would say that. I would say dive into the communities because those are going to be your network and people that you can utilize and that you would want to utilize genuinely for jobs, for LinkedIn purposes, for just friends in the city. I mean, the amount of friends that I have scattered all over the world now, that's a legit reason to travel. I have a buddy in, you know, wherever. Now I'll go there for a weekend or for two weeks or for six months. (laughs) Yes. um, I would say that look around and utilize the resources around you more because those are learning opportunities. And why are we passing up learning opportunities? That's what I would tell myself. I would have not been a film major. I would have been like a film minor. And I don't, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, really, who knows if it would have made it entirely too big of a difference. I wish I academically at Georgia state, I would have been a business major or fine. I would have tried to have learned some sort of business or finance or something that could, you know, you do have a a ground level for maybe an entry level job at a firm or something, but knowing I'm a business owner now who isn't the greatest bookkeeper doesn't spend my money every time the best way it probably needs to be. I don't invest everything I own, a third or two thirds of everything I own. If I had, if I could go back, I probably would have taken more business structured courses and then let the film stuff be a minor 
instead of taking four out of my five classes, a day, you know, a semester are film based, albeit it made school kind of easy because you just got to prove a point in a big paper. And then sure, you might get an 80 or you might get an 85 or even a 70 or 75. But once I hit senior year, once I hit senior year and I knew I couldn't lose a scholarship that I was already on, I was like, cool. And work <laughs> and work was coming in. I was like, cool. I don't need to stress this as much because the thing I'm moving on to, I'm already at. I was already doing jobs that folks who are out of school and, and whatnot maybe were struggling getting. And I don't want to me. I don't want to say that in an ego way. I mean, obviously, the ego is. It's hard to not say that. It's hard to say that without any form of ego showing. I say that in the sense of like, I'm proud of myself. I did not let the imposter syndrome take over and cloud the sun. And I kept improving and trying to learn whether it was by taking pictures or working on sets for no money that were with friends or working on the big sets and learn how to communicate with different cinematographers who I look at their work and I'm like, wow, your work is incredible. And you're, you're eight plus years older than me, or you're 20 years older than me, what do you have to share with me? I would say take on more you can handle. That says a lot coming from the guy who was working full time seven days a week while he was in school. Yeah, you know, even though I did that, I feel like now when you like having the blessing and opportunity to have a family, children, wife, a home. I mean, I'm just so blessed beyond belief. I have more than I deserve. And I truly feel that. And I go through my gratitude daily and try to remind myself to ground myself. And I still feel that when you're, you have your youth, you have your health, you have your energy, there is literally nothing that can stop you. Literally nothing if you put your mind to it, and even as you grow. But life's responsibilities make it more challenging where there is more limited time. There is still other limits that will get in your way that you don't have in your, let's say, teenage years or 20s or even early 30s. So even though I was doing all that, I still feel I would tell myself, take on more, you can handle it, because I, I truly feel we all can if we choose to take that route. I would say maybe three things. The first thing is just what we talked about. Don't stress yourself out too much. Be serious, be focused, but don't overwhelm yourself when you don't need to. The second thing is to take advantage of the resources and the people around you. I really thought back and I did this exercise a bit recently. I, as you mentioned, meditating is very good and I try to meditate once in a while and I've tried to have a bit of self-reflection. And I really felt that I didn't take advantage of the resources that Yale offered me, whether that was the library, the career services, or just the people around me. I was surrounded by amazing people on the sailing team in my classes, but you forget what a wide network is around you at any school that you're at. So take advantage of those opportunities to interact with people, to use the resources provided to you for those four years so that when you graduate, you don't think, huh, I kind of wish I did that one time, or I kind of wish I went to the Yale Art Gallery one more time, because now you don't have that same chance. And lastly, I would say study hard. I know I just said you should take a step back and have time for yourself, but grades still do matter. You're trying to set yourself up for a strong career. You might want to go back to graduate school. 
And you don't want to think back and say, oh, I wish I put in a little bit more effort into that essay. I'm definitely the person who waited to the last minute to write a lot of my essays, but just work that much harder, put in that much more effort to turn that B plus into an A minus and really set yourself up for success when you know that you are so capable of it. I would tell myself not to worry so much about grades because I had been conditioned ever since elementary school to try really hard in class. And that made sense. Obviously your GPA in high school doesn't matter for college, but when you're in college, your GPA doesn't matter as much if you're going into the corporate world. And, you know, I graduated with a 3.95. I could have definitely been a little bit more lenient with that. And even if I had a 3.4 GPA, that would have been perfectly fine. That wouldn't have affected anything at all. <laughs> Except I did have scholarships that I would have had to keep my grades up in order to keep my scholarships that paid for my tuition. So I would have wanted to keep the minimum there. But in terms of that, you know, I would have have been so hard on myself for making a B on a paper or a test because at the end of the day, the purpose of college is to get a job. So I wish I would have focused a little bit more time onto my career as opposed to my classes. Well, that's tough because, you know, like I said, going into it, I thought I had it all figured out and then things changed. Going back, I mean, I think I would have gone even more broad, if I'm being honest. I, there's this other degree that came in uh, after Engineering Plus even. It was a technology arts and media degree, and it was more creative focused. So you're doing more both like graphic design, product design, but also like electronic design, like making art installations out of technology, all kinds of really cool things, doing like fashion design, this type of stuff. And I wish I kind of would have done more in that area. I feel like I've really stayed on the tech side, even though I did broaden it. It's still tech and it's still engineering. And I've started to play around with some of my hobbies are in the fashion design creative space. That's how I started in engineering was I was an artist that was good at math. And so I was recommended by my high school counselor to go into engineering because those two things apparently are the, are the perfect combination of things to become an engineer. Yeah, I wish I would have kept on that creative side a little bit more. That's what I would do. I love that. And it's also something that you can continue to expand on. You can get certifications or you can watch some YouTube videos or whatever it takes to just kind of fill out that side or maybe decide at some point you want to get a grad degree. But yeah, I mean, your generation and even my generation, we are continuously going to be learning and expanding our skill set as long as we're working because the digital economy requires that. Absolutely. I'm really glad I waited to get a grad degree or a a graduate or a master's program just because yeah, you learn a lot when you get in the real world. And I would definitely recommend that if you're an undergrad and you're thinking about maybe getting a master's or something along those lines, just give it a, a year or two. and then you can get a master's and know know a little bit more information about what you really want to do. I had a lot of friends who went right into getting a master's because they were too nervous to go into the real world. They're like, oh, I kind of like this school. Like I'm used to it. I'm structured and and I'm not ready yet. So they went and got a master's just because of that. And that's not a good reason to get a master's. It should be to kind of expand and direct you towards something that you really want to do, you're really passionate about. That is such a good question. And as I thought about this, I would say 
think about how you can meet more people, how you can help more people. Because I spent a good portion of my college career focused on academics. I mean, math was hard for me, but it was a challenge in such a good way that I, I welcomed that challenge. And I spent many of my hours in the professor's office asking questions, going over problems, things of that nature. But what one thing I would do differently is connect more so with my friends, with my professors, with the administrative staff that were there. Because what I find is that I, I get more energy from helping people than I realized. And so being able to kind of take that break or get up an extra hour earlier so that I can get my homework done earlier so that I can go help someone or have a conversation with someone to see how we could work together. I mean, to me, that's been worth its weight in gold as I've gotten older. So I would offer that up. See how you can help other people and remain connected to other people. That's, that's really important. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.